वी आर कंटिन्यूइंग विद द टीचिंग्स ऑफ श्री निसर्गदत्ता महाराज फ्रॉम द बुक आई एम दैट आई विल रीड अ पैसेज इट सेज ट्रुथ इज लविंग एंड लवेबल इट इंक्लूड्स ऑल एक्सेप्ट ऑल प्योरिफाइज ऑल इट इज द अनट्रुथ दैट इज डिफिकल्ट एंड अ सोर्स ऑफ ट्रवल ट्रबल इट ऑलवेज वॉन्ट्स एक्सपेक्ट्स डिमांड्स you see truth cannot be changing for you and me so if you have a definition of truth and i have a definition of truth a separate definition of truth then that is not the truth so truth is the one that does not change and maharaj says that it accepts everything the truth is the totality of functioning and in totality of functioning there are no concepts of right and wrong good and bad virtue and vice moral and immoral and identification with beliefs concepts ideologies that identification the uh, not just mere identification but binding firmly to those ideas can actually create a lot of pain and suffering because whatever you bind to it binds you in the other direction so maharaj says being false it is empty always in search of confirmation and reassurance now think of something like identification with the body when i say body i include the mind in it even maharaj when he says body he means body plus the uh, the physical body plus the mind so he says that mind is always looking for confirmation and reassurances now aren't we living like that we always want to make sure that we are safe and secure the mind is eternally chasing an idea of inward security so it is unwilling to accept the uncertainties of life and osho said that the courage is the love affair with the unknown and ramesh said ramesh balsekar said that peace has to be found in the uncertainties of life but when we are identified with the false with something limited that is perishing decaying and dying we create pain for ourselves anything that changes cannot be the truth so attaching yourself or binding yourself to an idea that is changing will inevitably bring suffering say for example morality now morality is a concept that differs from one geographical location to another for example in india when a 
mother is pregnant we are not allowed to know the gender of the baby that is a crime in india whereas if you go abroad i think in most countries it is perfectly uh, okay morally and legally to know the gender of the baby now in india it is morally and legally not correct but this was not so in the early days so morality also changes with time there is another uh, thing which ramesh mentioned he said that during the early ages abortion was seen as a sin whereas in today's world it is perfectly okay so morality the idea of morality changes with time and if one gets caught up in word in words you know there can be a lot of trouble so maharaj also says that the bad and the good are a matter of convention and customs and are shunned or welcomed according to how the words are used <coughs> i'll give you one more example uh, one of my cousin lives in the us and once my mother was visiting them and she used uh, the word naughty she called my cousin she just she was just uh, you know speaking to her sister and she casually said that oh when i knew uh, him he was very naughty now my cousin took offense because the meaning of the word naughty there in the united states is very different from what we use here in india in india when we say that children are naughty we mean that they are mischievous but in us i don't know like if it's true or not but in us that's what he conveyed to me my cousin that the word naughty means something much more you know something uh, related to uh, you know sexual perversion or something like that so again the words are also changing the meaning keeps changing from one group to another from one location to another so anything that you tie up with that you bind to is bound to give you pain because the ego's only aim is to hold on to whatever it gets the mind has a sticky nature and this is seen even in non duality because most of the non duality masters they talk about freeing the mind by um by knowing your identifications but the very idea of freeing the mind of freeing uh you know of complete freedom from identifications itself can become an identification then you say now i'm free i'm liberated and you become to the thought of being liberated so even that is unreal the thought by nature is unreal so then the 
questioner moves on to the concept of desires. And I think we have already covered that in one of the previous videos. So Maharaj says that all desires, eventually they come from the source. And the ego taking ownership of desires suffer. But when the desire is seen for what it is, then one enjoys everything that comes in the moment. One accepts everything that comes in the moment. The pleasure that comes in the moment or the pain that comes in the moment is fully accepted. And that is what is spontaneous living. Then the questioner after that comes to the question of fitness. And to which Maharaj says that the questioner wants to know that how, how am I to know the witness? To which Maharaj says that even if I tell, now I'm reading from the book, even if I tell you that you are the witness, the silent watcher, it will mean nothing to you unless you find the way to your own being. Now, it is important to understand that witnessing is not a personal phenomenon. But the thing is that we are so much conditioned to think in terms of I, I am doing this, I am doing that, I did this, I did that, that the underlying subject is always assumed to be present. But what Maharaj is saying is that when witnessing happens, Witnessing is the total attention, the watchfulness. So in that witnessing, even this subject, which calls itself I, that also is seen as an object. So there is no individual seer. There is no individual experiencer. There is no individual observer. It is only the experienced or the observed or what is that is happening. So you cannot know witness as an object of your experience. The witness cannot be reduced to an object of perception because witness, witnessing is, um, witnessing is direct perception, the first perception. And the only way to witness is to be the being. Because in being you are not this or that. You are simply the being. The I am. And Maharaj says also, now I'll read from the book, he says, After all, the only fact you are sure of is that you are. The I am is certain. The I am this is not. And the questioner then says that I have been struggling for the past 60 years to understand this. And uh, now the important thing to understand here is that the self-inquiry 
the self-inquiry is also a happening. But when the ego thinks that it can do self-inquiry to achieve a certain outcome of its preference, in that case usually the self-inquiry is also not sincere. So one may spend a lifetime in this deception that they are doing self-inquiry. So the masters say that let the self-inquiry also happen naturally, organically. And life will present situation, life will present challenges at, at each and every step where you will have the opportunity to investigate. Of course, it is the ego that, that does the self-inquiry, but it is not a forced self-inquiry. The self-inquiry simply happens. And then the ego questions, who is the doer? And finally, when it is the will of God, the ego comes to a conclusion that if I am not the doer of my actions, then who is this me? This was Ramesh's favorite line, I believe. If I am not the doer of my action, then who is this me? Then I visualize the ego like a child, you know, who completely surrenders. The child is still there. The child is not killed. The ego is not killed. It is still there because we require ego for daily functioning. But the ego is reduced to a functional aspect. And its movement is in horizontal time as thinking that is completely cut off. And that cutting off happens through witnessing. When witnessing happens, the ego is not there. The ego is the involvement. The ego is the binding with identifications. Now the, the challenge is that the identifications are necessary because if we completely give up identifications, then the body and mind cannot sustain. Then life as we know cannot happen. Therefore identifications are required. But at the same time, the grasping of identifications creates suffering in life. I think that is why most wives people say that don't take life too seriously. Which is easier said than done. Because when we are young and you know full of vigor, strength and vitality, then we are totally me-centric. We live a very me-centric life. There's nothing right or wrong in this. It just happens. But at some point, one realizes the frailty of human body. And then we know that, get to know that the time is limited. So why spend this time keeping hate, resentment and malice towards others? Why not live this time in pure love and joy 
and in harmony with others now when i say others i just i don't just mean other human beings everything apart from you is the other even your thought even your feelings sensations is the other and i believe that's what jesus meant when he said love thy neighbor the neighbor is not a person living uh, next to me the neighbor is everything that is just next to me my thoughts my feelings all they are also my neighbor but they are not me so maharaj says he says strive without seeking struggle without greed now if you want to do spiritual inquiry if you want to do self inquiry if you want to do investigation self reflection do it but don't do it keeping a certain outcome in your mind because if you keep an idea of enlightenment in your mind that when the self inquiry finishes you will be absolutely blissful then your self inquiry will never be sincere then the ego will create its own story through its own imagination and it will come up with a personal conclusions which may create further suffering so maharaj says struggle without greed that means don't keep the idea of don't keep an image for the future be in the now and experience what is happening in the now so feel everything let the feelings come up let the emotions come up struggle struggle will be there effort will be there but the effort is not to attain enlightenment enlightenment is the only thing i don't like the word enlightenment actually i don't know actually what it means but let's say understanding and the understanding is very simple that i am not the doer of my actions so this understanding does not come through effort this understanding comes when the ego gives up all the effort when things are witnessed in the light of impersonal awareness of i am and are not seen through a conditioned perspective of the ego mind so what should be or should not be turns into what is and what is is the complete acceptance so i guess that's it for today and we'll continue with nisargadatta maharaj teachings in the next session thank you